turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us! That's right! I love this American right! Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah! All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Extravaganza. And, wow, do we have a, we have a lot going on today. By the way, um... You will probably be hearing some noise in the background. Now, typically, we are broadcasting from our our secure news bunker, but it is under construction today, so you might hear some noise in the back. So do not fear. Do not be alarmed. We are not under attack. Uh, we are just um, we're just trying to do some repairs after that big water uh, water break earlier this year. All right, enough of that. Uh, we've got a lot going on uh, today. Uh, President Biden spending President's Day in Ukraine, and we're going to get to that story in in just a moment. But I wanted to bring your attention to something that um, is is important to me, uh, a moment of personal privilege, if you will, and. Really want to issue a challenge for our our listening audience. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, here in Memphis, Tennessee, a police officer was called out to the public library. It was around lunchtime, and there had been some sort of a some sort of a guy, a trespasser, some sort of a weird dude. And so they called the police. Police officer shows up, and this officer, Greg Jeffrey Reed and his partner approach the the suspect, and the suspect pulls out a gun and shoots Officer Red in the head. And it was was a fatal shot. Uh, He died over the weekend. The uh, doctors tried their best to to revive Mr. Red, but they were unable to, and so he passed away. Um, It is a terrible story. Officer Red was 49 years old. He was a, a devoted husband. He was a father and a grandfather. He was a Marine Corps veteran. He had been on the force here in Memphis for a number of years. He was a Christian man. He was also in his free time. He was in charge of security at Greater Community Temple in Memphis, uh, which is a Church of God in Christ congregation. And he was, by all accounts, just an amazing human being, just a wonderful man, put on the uniform every day to protect this city. And he was gunned down. He died. Do you know over the weekend there were no press conferences? There were no memorials given for this man? 
This city has been inundated with the NAACP and Black Lives Matter and the professional race agitators and the politicians and the pundits and the media. But there was not a single press conference. There was just a statement posted on social media that the police officer had died. There was no comment from the NAACP chapter in Memphis, Tennessee. There were no comments from um, from many of the city council members. There were no vigils. There were no marches in the street in Memphis. Apparently, the righteous indignation is rather selective here when people are gunned down, when people are murdered. It's as if, as a matter of fact, one TV station, that was not even the lead story on their website, that this brave police officer had died. And that's a shame. So here's where I need your help. The Memphis Police Association, they're trying to raise some money to help cover the funeral cost and to to help the, the family of Officer Red, and they're having a they're having a rough go of it. I, I wish I could tell you that um that I was not shocked, but I am shocked, just shocked that this city is not stepping up and and raising money for this officer. And mainly, mainly because people just don't know about it, because the media is really not covering this. It doesn't fit their narrative, I suppose. You see, blue lives, they don't matter to some people. So we need your help. Uh, we've reached out to the Memphis Police Association. That's sort of like they're, they don't have a union here, but this is the organization that represents police officers. And so they're raising money. And if you write down this this web address, kwamradio.com, kwamradio.com, and you will see as big as day how you can help send some money and and help out Officer Red's family. We we don't get a penny of this. We're just gonna, it's going to take you directly to the site that, that's doing all of this. But they need our help today. And I I wanted to start out the program by asking you as a favor: Will you help this officer's family? because it looks like they've been let down by just about everybody else. But we're going to stand alongside the Memphis Police Association. They're trying to raise $100,000, and I guarantee you if you know if everybody in this listening audience donates, we're going to we're going to exceed that number today. But it's a small way to let the family know that we care and that we believe his life mattered and that we believe blue lives matter. Get this, the guy that gunned down this officer, I want you to just listen here, folks. The guy that gunned down this cop had been arrested more than 32 times since 2017. Why was he out on the streets? Very simple reason, soft on crime district attorneys. That's the reason why. And as a result of these DAs, and by the way, the guy from Indianapolis, so it's not just here in Memphis, but this guy came to us from Indianapolis where he'd been arrested 32 times. He'd also been arrested here. But it's a, but, but we, we've got to do something here, folks. We've got to take a stand. And, and I, I want to call upon the audience here to step into the gap here and say we're going to raise this money for, for the officer. It's, it's shameful that you have progressives in the city that are not doing the right thing here, but we're going we're gonna to take care of that, and, and we're going to do it with this audience. So if you would like to 
to give, go to kwamradio.com. Again, kwamradio.com, and you will find the links to do that. Uh, I want to go to the phones real quick. Bill is listening to us in Cordova, Tennessee, a suburb of Memphis, listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Bill, what's on your mind? Good morning, Todd. Thanks for having me on this morning. I appreciate it. Um, you know, this isn't the, just the, the public, personal community here. This is corporate. And I'm calling right now. I just want to issue a challenge, Todd, to the corporate community in Memphis, FedEx, True Green, International Paper, these organizations. Oh, and Fox 13 News, actually, uh, ABC, or whoever it is, whatever their call letters are. I don't even watch it. Um, to to help with this, to make donations, and let's get the corporate community involved. I challenge them to make donations to help with this officer services and funeral. I don't expect them to do that because that's the mentality. I can't even get Fox 13 to call me back about my foundation, um, a stroke foundation. Well, we're know, not here to I talk about that, Bill. We're here to talk about this right, police right. officer. And I will I say, and I will say I this, and I will say this, that is a brilliant idea, is for the local businesses to get involved. Um, maybe a local funeral home might be willing to cover the cost of the funeral. I just think it's appalling that the city has done nothing here. And the city is just – and especially after the whole thing we've just come out of with the Tyree Nichols case where it's been wall-to-wall press conferences, statements from every city leader, every preacher, every race-baiting agitator in the city. They've been coming out and, and grandstanding and bloviating in front of the cameras and then when you have a dead cop all of a sudden everybody's closing the doors they're closing the blinds and they're staying inside their homes that that angers me and it outrages me and we cannot allow this family to suffer like this we've got to step in and and i think that's a brilliant idea and those of you maybe in the memphis area call these call these big companies and and get them involved bill appreciate the call we've got a skedaddle here so again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna linger on this but we would love for you to contribute and if you have give us a call and let us know 844-747-8868 that's 844-747-8868 not even the police chief she hasn't even come out and said anything i mean what's up with that that makes no sense at all but the story here and the mainstream media they didn't cover this part of it you had a guy who'd been arrested 32 times he was walking the streets and he shot a police officer dead in memphis tennessee and that's a shame that is a shame so help us out here folks again the website kwamradio.com that's kwamradio.com where you can show your love for this family and i know you're a very generous audience and uh, we don't like we don't take advantage of that um but every now and again we ask you to to step in and and help somebody out and this officer's family could sure use our help all right again our number 844-747-8868 toll free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to jump right into what biden's doing in ukraine this is the todd stern show COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost nine hundred grand. If you run a business, a church, or a nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies 
who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. All right, beautiful people, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Let's go right to the phones. Louie in Oregon, listening to us on KYKN. Hey, Louie, what's going on? Hey, good morning, Todd. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Good, good. Hey, I want to congratulate you on being one of the few people on the radio or any form of media that would actually approach that approach the police officer and the coverage of that scenario happening because it's not, it is just so uh, what I would call one-sided and the fact that, you know, whether you're white, brown, it doesn't really matter. And until we as a country, as a society, um, adopt the concept of American, you're not, you're an American and, and cut the, cut the other out of it. We don't need to hear black American, Hispanic American, Asian American. I mean, it, it's just divisive. Um, and I, and I just really, um, I think that it's, I don't know what the, what the media has against, um, our society or whatnot, but I just feel like it's a media, it's it's very pointed that the media really is trying to to be a to form separation. Oh, no doubt about that, Louie. They they want to divide us, and they're trying to divide us along racial lines. But and in this particular instance, what's what's interesting is that the officer who was killed uh, isn't was in fact a black man. So, but again, sure. but again, that doesn't matter if if that officer if if that black man is a police officer, they look at him as a white guy. And that's how they treat folks. It's terrible. Well, it, and and here's I mean my son's a police officer, uh, um, and I just you know I uh, uh, I don't want to say I'm in fear every day, I, but it is on my mind every single time you know he goes to work. You know, uh, I just I really feel like it's uh, we're in our. I mean, here's the here's the basic thing I, I want to get across, and it, people, it's a dirty word, right? But it's not dirty. What happened to the moral majority? When's the last time you've heard on the media in a positive on a, on a positive note the term moral majority? Can you remember? That's a fair question, Louis. And I mean, just think about this. Just think about this for a moment. There was a time when we were growing up, and I grew up in the 1970s, where you respected police officers. You were taught, your parents taught you to respect police officers. But we have a generation now that was taught not to, not only to not respect them, but to disrespect officers. And I don't, you've been on social media, you've seen all the videos where you have an officer just doing a routine traffic stop. And all of a sudden, you know, these, you know, you've got a certain demographic. They will not comply with just the simplest request. 
they they fight with the police, and then it always becomes the police officer's fault. Well, look, I say that's a load of hooey. 99.99999% of police officers are good, decent men and women. And, and yet the mainstream media narrative is they're going out there, and literally there was a Memphis lawmaker who actually said that cops are going out there and murdering black people. That's just simply not true. No, and, and here's the bottom line is, and here's what I fear even more than what you just said. It's not just police officers. It is any form of authoritative, of authoritative being, meaning that from teachers to police officers to mayors, to uh, establish businesses, if any of that. And it's, it is getting to the point, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it, it's getting to the point of any kind of, if you look at, down. I mean, I'm from Oregon, downtown Portland, and what Antifa, which basically means, you know what that means, that they're just, you know, they just destroy structure. They don't want any part of it. And, and this is intentional. Again, and Louis, this part of it is intentional. And they want to sow seeds of chaos in the culture, and they've been very successful at it. They really have. And one of the ways to do that is to completely disrespect authority. And you're wise to point out and smart to point out this happening in the classrooms, too. Louis, appreciate the call. Thank you for listening. Again, folks, if you would like to contribute, and I'm urging you to, we we need to be able to raise this money for um, for this fallen police officer. Go to either ToddSterns.com. We have a link in our live show blog or KWAMRadio.com. And you can you can donate. All right. So President Biden is spending President's Day in Ukraine, and he's hanging out with the Ukrainian president of Volodymyr Zelensky. May I ask a question? Why? What's up with this guy in the wardrobe? Why is it in all the photographs over there? He's wearing what the cargo pants, and he's wearing a, a t-shirt. And the guy probably needs to up the t-shirt size from large to extra large but anyway seriously can he not put on a tie to welcome you know a a dignitary from the united states but more importantly the country that is literally funding the war against russia what's up with that guy so anyway biden's over there and apparently he left a handwritten message for ukrainian for, for the ukrainian president and it was a love letter fox news was able to capture a photograph of the letter, and Biden says that the capital city of Kiev has, quote, captured a part of my heart. I am honored to be welcomed again. I stand in solidarity and friendship with the freedom-loving people of Ukraine. Mr. President, please accept my deepest respect for your courage and leadership. You know, that's all well and good, but I'm curious. Why hasn't Biden sent a letter like that to the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio? Why hasn't Biden actually sent a letter to the good people of East Palestine saying their city has captured a part of his heart? The city that is a toxic waste dump right now because of the policies of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. What's going on there? By the way, Biden giving, what, a half a billion dollars in new aid, pledging new aid to Ukraine, saying that, among other things, they want to help fund new schools and pension plans for social services. Meanwhile, in this country, you've got schools falling apart, railroad tracks falling apart, bridges falling apart, 
You've got military personnel who can't even pay their bills. They're having to they're having to make ends meet by getting government assistance. They're on welfare, feeding their kids with government cheese, while the Ukrainians are given billions and billions of our tax dollars. So unless Ukraine has become the 51st state of the union, what the heck is going on over there? We're going to take your calls. Should we be funding the war in Ukraine? 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone. I have another theory as to why Biden's over there. I'll share that with you coming up after the break. 844-747-8868. Just when you thought it could not get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that's made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. And for my listeners, an exclusive. The MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with the promo code STARNS. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com slash Starnes. That's MyPillow.com slash Starnes for the buy one, get one free offer and enter the promo code Starnes. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy President's Day to you. By the way, we're going to throw out some President's Day trivia, a chance for you to win. We're going to we're going to send you one of my uh, one of my books, either Culture Jihad: How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation, or Godless America. Uh, but you got to get the uh, the questions right here, and we're going to be throwing out a uh, a question right now. Uh, and this is a doozy. We want to know which American president banned alcohol from the White House at the request of the First Lady. So which U.S. president banned alcohol from the White House at the request of the First Lady? Give us a call, 844-747-8868, if you know the answer to that. Again, that's 844-747-8868. All right, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us an American patriot, one of my favorite people, Robin Poffman. Robin, how's it going today? Good morning or good afternoon to you. All is good. You know, I'm, you know, kind of on the standby, uh, waiting to see what's happening. Speaking of President's Day with former President Jimmy Carter, who's now in hospice. So, you know, who knows? Down in Plains, Georgia. Uh, not look. He was he was one of the worst presidents, but a, a good and decent guy. I mean, you know, he spent his retirement years uh, building houses for Habitat for Humanity, uh, teaching that Sunday school class down at Maranatha Baptist Church in Plains, Georgia. Yep. And believe it or not, Robin, uh, my parents uh, used to go to church with the with the, with the Carters uh, when they would wow. vacation in the North Georgia mountains. 
just don't talk politics. <laughs> just don't, well, that's what my mom said. She was like, she's a she's a good Republican woman, but but she almost she thinks that that Jimmy came close. They called him Mister Jimmy. Uh, that Mister Jimmy came close to switching parties after he ate my mom's Republican potato salad. <laughs> that's awesome. True story. Well, I I believe you. Listen, Emory University Medical Center kept him alive for many many years with the cancer and with skin cancer and then it spread to the liver and then it spread to his brain and think of all the many many years that jimmy carter has led like you say a great life being able to build homes and you know swing a hammer and all of that good stuff and i think you know in times like this when someone's in hospice and ill and toward the end of their life uh you just have to put the politics aside as they say and Robin, I think that he's actually the oldest living president in, in American history. He is. He turned 98 in October, and uh, my husband took me there to Plains, and I thought it was fascinating. There's a little schoolhouse, and they show a video of his life, and it's really interesting. I'm one of these history buffs, Todd. I've been to a lot of presidential libraries, regardless of uh, political affiliation. You know, the uh, Clinton one comes to mind in Arkansas. I've been to both George Bush the son, George Bush the father. Both of those are in Texas. I've been to the Reagan Library, the Nixon Library, both in California. So, you know, I'm kind of a fair and balanced uh, yeah, historian. Do you have a favorite library? Reagan, for sure. Wasn't you know? that a great one? You know, I know you've been there, too. You know, you go there, and where Reagan and, and Miss Nancy are buried in the backyard, you can almost envision yourself. It's so grand and so beautiful for your listeners who have never been there. You can almost imagine the former president standing there with his wife, Nancy, and saying, you know what, this is where I want to be buried. It actually gives me the chills. It's so grand. The, the Reagan Library. I encourage everyone to go there, you know, if you're ever out in California. Robin, I, I want to jump off to a, um, a starting point with you. Let's talk about crime over the weekend. Just some insane instances of crime, criminal activity, Austin, Texas, where it looked like fast and furious on the streets, where you had hundreds of, of these um, streetcar racers battling police. Uh, this is insane, just the lawlessness out there, uh, and a lot of it is because of these these leftist progressive policies. It, it's insanity, and I think in that case, if, if the story is serving me correctly, the fact that the police took off, they were so afraid. Yeah, they, we have the video. That. We have the video at ToddStarns.com. It's unbelievable. It, it's nuts. Like, when did the criminals become the good guys and the good guys become the bad guys? And we're not going to win in society if we keep this nonsense up. And I will say this, it endangers all communities. Criminals do not care if you're black or white or rich or poor or old or young, Todd. You know, the criminals don't care. They're just going to strike when they want to strike. I think it's insanity. I also think it's the result of keeping people cooped up for two to three years during the coronavirus pandemic. And I think that there's a psychological element to this, that people are breaking free. They feel that they can do whatever they want, and the rules do not apply to them. No, no, they don't. And I'll give you an example. They just We've been dealing with a rash of car break-ins uh, in Memphis. I mean, we're like, like hundreds over the weekend. Uh, they hit three major hospitals, and they arrested a couple of guys uh, and their young kids, you know, their teenagers. 
And one of the teens, and we're talking about, they're charged with multiple break-ins, Robin, uh, values up, you know, up to $60,000, and they released the kid on his own recognizance. You know what that reminds me of? I was the victim of a car break-in years ago in New York City, pre-Rudy Giuliani, and it was the same situation. It was literally the wild, wild west. And my car was parked on Central Park West uh, in a relatively decent neighborhood. But again, when the criminals aren't facing any punishment and you're just going to get a slap on the wrist, where they're going to keep at it. That's really the issue. Robin, meanwhile, we're uh, again celebrating President's Day and the President of the United States is palling around with his bromance uh, partner, Vladimir (laughs) Zelensky. What, What do you make of that? I would tell everyone in your listening audience to read the book by Miranda Devine called Laptop from Hell, which talks about Hunter Biden's laptop. And for a lot of folks that are mystified by these uh, Biden connections, what's going on with Biden and China, what's going on with Biden and Zelensky and the Ukrainians, what's going on with Biden, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All these dots, actually, I I feel I have no, by the way, I have no dog in the fight. I get no royalties from promoting her book. But all of these dots are connected in in Miranda Devine from the New York Post in her book because she talks about all the relationships. She has actually seen, Todd, the, the laptop from hell and discusses in very great detail the relationships that Hunter Biden outlines like a blueprint of some sort of mafia corruption and all of the ties. So none of this surprises me. I just cannot believe that he came with yet another check in hand for, what was it, $500 million, another half a billion dollars on top of the $50 billion we've already given them? It's the whole relationship I find very suspicious. You see, here's here's my theory. Somebody forgot a payment, and so Biden's going over to collect. So. <laughs> Hey, listen, anything's possible. We've, we've, we've gone to a point in our country, Todd, where I don't recognize the America, the beautiful that I grew up on. I, I mean, I'm in my 50s. You're in your 50s. You and I are about the same age. And you got to admit, this is not the country we grew up in. No, it, it doesn't feel like it. And, and then when you look at what's happening in East Palestine, Ohio, and the, the poor people, the White House denying federal disaster relief, uh, you've got Pete Booty Edge, and he refuses to go there. I, I just don't get it. Well, I get that because they looked at the demographics of that area, and it's a highly Republican uh, area that voted for Trump. Uh, Biden lost that area of the country, that little section, that little cluster. And I think they're just, you know, looking the other way on it. You know, little Mayor Pete on his little bicycle, ignoring it for two months. I mean, you talk about incompetence at its best. I mean, there is no one on earth. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, somewhere in the middle. Nobody can say that that man is doing a good job. Look at how messed up the airline situation was over the Christmas holidays. Oh, that was holidays. terrible. By the way, to, nightmare. to your point, Robin, 70%, Trump got more than 71% of the vote in Columbiana County, which is where East Palestine is. And it's also overwhelmingly white. And as we reminded people last week, this is the area of the country that Obama uh, infamously referred to as the bitter clinger country. They cling to their guns, cling to their religion. 
Well, sadly, now they're going to be clinging to toxins in their lungs. But, you know, people are people. It should not matter if you're black or white or Republican or or Democrat or anywhere in the middle on that spectrum, because we have to take care of our own people. And But this goes to the whole Biden, uh, what's going on. We, we don't have a secure border. We don't have a secure sky. And we're, we're taking in all of these foreigners, half of whom we have no idea, no accounting taught of who they are, terrorists on the watch list. And again, this goes to my point of we have no idea who's here and we're not taking care of our own. Robin, you're absolutely right. And with that, we're going to leave it there. Where can folks go? If they want to follow you on the socials, uh, do you have a place you want to direct folks? Um, I'm going to have to get back to you on that because I'm in the process of updating it all. Okay. And um, uh, I guess we don't have time for that other topic that I thought so much about the other day. You know what, Robin? No, let's let's hang tight. Robin, don't go anywhere because we got to take a break. When we come back, though, I do want to talk about um, Justin Pearson, who is a Tennessee state lawmaker. We got to get to that story. So hang tight. Robin, I want to go to the phone, though, because we have some folks that want to try their hand at our trivia question. Let's go to Cindy in New York. Cindy, here's the question. Which U.S. president banned alcohol from the White House at the request of the First Lady? I'm going with the Just Say No Lady, Nancy Reagan. Oh, Cindy, Cindy, that is incorrect. Good try, though. Let's go to Juanita in Georgia, WDUN. All right, Juanita, what's the answer? Jimmy Carter. Oh, Juanita, no. It's and sadly, I that is a great that's a great answer. Jimmy Carter did not drink alcohol and did not serve it. But the, you got to listen to the question. We want to know which U.S. president banned alcohol from the White House at the request of the First Lady. Was it – we're going to have to give people some trivia here. Was it uh, Martin Van Buren? Was it Thomas Jefferson? Or was it Rutherford B. Hayes? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got Mark in the beautiful metropolitan city of Nesbitt, Mississippi, listening to us on KWAM. Hey, Mark, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, Mark. We're going to try to win you a prize here. Um, so the question on the table, which U.S. president banned booze from the White House at the request of the First Lady? Who was it, Mark? Rutherford B. Hayes, because they called his wife Lemonade Lucy. All right, let's see what we got here. Wow. Yeah, Lemonade Lucy. Well done, Mark. Lucy, Lucy Hayes. <laughs> made one of the most dramatic policy changes in the White House uh, when she banned all booze from the building. I hope that lemonade was good. (laughs) Absolutely. Mark, congratulations. Uh, We're going to put you on hold. Uh, We're going to send you a signed copy of Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. It's actually a funny book, so you'll enjoy enjoy the read. Congratulations. Thanks for listening to KWAM. Thank you. Pleasure. All right, let's get back to our our good friend Robin Poffman. We put Robin on ice. 
She's back now. So I, I am back. Did you know that Lucy B. Hayes, Lemonade Lucy, did you know that story? No, I would have uh, failed on that and not won the book. You see, I would have I would have guessed Jimmy Carter because, you know, he did huh. not. He was a teetotaler. Yes, that is true. That, and, that I knew. And Robin, with the way the economy went during his administration, you wanted to be able to have a drink. So that was. <laughs> That's a, I remember the gas lines being a little kid. And, and, I do, too. You know, odd and even and all that. But sit- you had me thinking all weekend, by the way. I just want you to know that I was thinking about this one singular story all weekend to come up with an analogy. But so, go ahead. So Justin Pearson is a new state representative. He's like one of these black power dudes, got the big power fro, and he is perpetually offended about everything. Uh, Actually gave out copies of the 1619 Project on day one of his time at the State House. And now uh, he's catching fire because he's breaking dress protocol by not wearing a coat and tie. Instead, he's wearing this West African garb, which I've been, it's basically a blouse. Right. And so I have given this a lot of thought. And what instantly comes to mind is a lawsuit that I covered many moons ago in Atlantic City, New Jersey, involving casino workers, specifically, Todd, cocktail waitresses. And these gals signed up to be cocktail waitresses to wear the uniform where they worked. And some of them packed on a couple of pounds if you know what I mean, one too many donuts later, and the casino got rid of them or, you know, put them on ice or whatever was going on, and these women sued. And guess what? They lost. You know why they lost? Because when they took the job, they signed on the dotted line that they were going to wear the uniform at their office, and their office happened to be a casino, which leads me to airline pilots. When you sign up to be an airline pilot, you also agree to wear the uniform of said airline. You can't come in there and wear whatever blouse or shirt or fig leaf you want. You know what I'm saying? And so my, my issue with this guy is I know he's trying to make, you know, all sorts of statements and, you know, make this an entire racial thing, which, by the way, the woman who didn't let him in was, as I read it, was also black. And she's just trying to follow the protocol. He works in this, you know, you're working in the state house. The protocol is that you wear a coat and tie. There are certain restaurants you can't get into unless you're wearing a coat and tie. And it says so on the door. So I think that he has to conform. If I'm, you know, Judge Robin Poffman here says that he needs to wear the uniform of what he signed up for when he ran for office. He knew what the rules were, just like the casino gals in their little mini cocktail dress uniforms, and same with the airline pilots. I was thinking about that all weekend. <laughs> uh, I think this is I think it's a brilliant approach to this quandary here, Robin. And of course my greater concern is what happens if you elect a lawmaker and their ancestors, great 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 granddaddy Bubba, was, you know, running around in a loincloth. I mean, nobody wants to see that up on Capitol Hill. Absolutely not. And and what are you going to do, the whole Adam and Eve thing? I mean, oh, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. If this thing goes to court, he is going to lose. Because when you – oh, and you know what? Something else comes to mind. This you won't believe. 30 seconds. When Cap, 
when Cap Cities ran ABC back in the day prior to Disney, when I worked there in the late 80s, women had to wear pantyhose to work. Well, now you got the dudes wearing the pantyhose. It, that's a topic for another day, I'm afraid. All right, Robin Poffman, great American journalist. Robin, good hearing from you. Ditto, my friend. God bless. All right, take care. Robin Poffman, I love it. Uh, she's one of our favorites. Hey, hang tight, folks. Hour two coming up. If you're on hold, don't go anywhere. We'll be getting to your calls next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to hour two of the big show. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome all of our great listeners around the nation. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That number again, 844-747-8868. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We are honored to have with us from the 6th Congressional District, and by the way, that includes East Palestine, our friend Congressman Bill Johnson from Ohio. Congressman, thank you for joining us today. Well, good Good afternoon. It is afternoon now, and my days are beginning to run together. I can confirm it is afternoon, Congressman. So they're not serving breakfast at Chick Fil A. So it's lunchtime now. So, <laughs> Congressman, uh, I want to I want to get start out by getting your reaction to the news that President Biden is spending President's Day and of all places, Ukraine. Uh, I think that's interesting that he chose to go to Ukraine and he still hasn't gone to East Palestine yet. Yeah, you know, I, I I think that's reflective of the attitude of this administration. The the uh, Secretary of Transportation has not been here. Uh, the president has not been here. Uh, they're finding anything and everything else to do except come to uh, to uh, our little town that has been devastated by this uh, by this train crash. Is it um, is this a slap in the face from the administration? Well, I think so. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see how I, people in our region could see it any other way. I mean, if this had happened in New York or LA or Chicago or New Orleans, you know, someplace, uh, you know, big blue city, uh, they'd be all over it. Congressman, I, I'm curious to know the the state of affairs in East Palestine right now. Uh, what are you hearing from local residents? Is the water safe to drink? Are, are people getting sick? What what's going on over there? Well, it depends on where you live. If you're on city water, if you're on village water, uh, municipal water, that water is safe. Uh, the EPA has tested it and retested. The state EPA has done the same. The local authorities have validated that 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 the tests are being done they routinely test their water anyway and oh by the way they don't they don't get their water source from any of the water where that that has been contaminated so the bottom line is the village water is safe to drink if you have a a private well then you need to have that well tested and so far none of the wells that have been tested and there have been a lot of them 
none of the wells that have been tested have shown any contamination with the uh, with the chemicals. So we are making progress. It's it's going to be a long haul, but uh, but but there's progress being made. What do you make of the the reports of the of the livestock that were uh, dropping dead birds and fish? Uh, were you able to verify any of that information? You know, part of that is true, uh, Todd. Uh, part of it is uh, can't verify. Uh, for example, the fish. Uh, there were about thirty five hundred fish in a stream uh, uh, that water that chemicals got into that stream and then got into some uh, aquatic habitat, about 3,500 fish. And, um, and, and I think there were some salamanders and frogs associated with that, too. Uh, some of these chemicals had a toxicity level uh, that, was, um, that was deadly to aquatic life, but did not affect mammals, okay, land-walking-bearing, oxygen-breathing critters like us. However have not been able to verify uh, the farm animal uh, issue. We've had, uh, we've had veterinarians from the state and the local uh, health department there. So far, no one has brought in any animals that, uh, that, have, been, uh, that have been injured or that are showing signs of, of being sick. Now, that, that doesn't mean they aren't out there. If they are, you know, those folks need to bring those animals in and uh, and let the veterinarians take a look at them, and let's let's operate from a basis of fact and science, not you know not speculation. And what about humans? Uh, there have been reports uh, in the national media of people suffering headaches and and rashes. Uh, were you able to verify any of that information? I didn't see any rashes. I had people tell me about them, but I think the good news is uh, that's why uh, the governor, uh, with the help of HHS. And uh, the local health department, uh, there will be a clinic live tomorrow that people can go to with those specific complaints. They can see a health care provider. There will be toxicologists there. They can take a look at any kind of rashes and identify what those rashes might be. Uh, so uh, help is coming tomorrow from that perspective. Now, um, and, and my apologies, but because we have lots of questions and you're in the know and it's good for people to get the, the facts as opposed to the rumors and, and whatever that might be out there. Um, there had been a report uh, from local local TV as well as uh, some uh, some other media that my these uh, my ID biometric devices were given out a week before the train derailment. Have you heard anything about this? Um, <laughs> any report? Can you verify if this was real or not? You just sprang one on me that I have never heard, Todd. I've been there for a week and uh, never heard that. This, well, this is a first. This is from the Gateway Pundit, among others, but uh, they're saying that uh, people were urged to sign up for My ID to receive a new biometric tracking device that provides first responders updates about health conditions during a major disaster or emergency. So, uh, don't, I, I don't know where that came from. I'll be back up there tomorrow. Uh, I will ask about Super. that. I had to come home last night to, to get a you know a fresh stock of clothing and take care of some personal matters, but I'll be back up there tomorrow, and I'll sure ask about that, but I 
Haven't heard that one before. Well, no, I appreciate that. And, you know, again, um, you know, separating fact from fiction. And, and I know that people are just frustrated with the government. Uh, what's the deal here with the White House denying the disaster relief? Um, any update on that and any help coming from the government for these folks? Well, when, when, uh, uh, when the governor requested uh, disaster relief from the president, uh, it was determined that Ohio did not qualify under the rules uh, because there was no personal property loss, I guess is the way that they're saying it. And so they were denied FEMA assistance. I immediately wrote a letter uh, and, and complained about that. And so I'm proud to say now that FEMA is on site. Now, uh, they are not there in a check writing mode. They're there in a, hey, we want to help those that are doing the work, uh, uh, the EPA, the, the, the federal EPA, the state EPA, uh, Norfolk Southern, the railroad, the people that are doing the work to mitigate this disaster. Uh, we're here to connect the dots. That's what FEMA is saying. We're here to, 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 to help them because, you know, we do this all over the, all over the country, uh, FEMA does. And so that, that's what they're there for. So has there been a, uh, uh, a, a national or, or in a uh, declaration of emergency? No. Uh, but, you know, FEMA, FEMA, HHS, and CDC are now, uh, are now in the game. Late, but they're in the game. Well, one final question for you, Congressman. Does Pete Buttigieg need to be fired? Yes, he does. Uh, if he had any, if he had any personal integrity at all, he'd go ahead and resign. Uh, you know, he's about as, he's about as qualified to, to be, uh, transportation secretary as Yogi Berra would have been to coach an NFL football team. Uh, Yogi played baseball, yes, he but, did. uh, you know, uh, it, it, you know, you either do the job or you don't do the job, but you don't sit back and make excuses about why you're not going to do the job. All right. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Really appreciate your great work and certainly praying for all the good people there in East Palestine. All right. Well, thank you very much, Todd. All right. Congressman Bill Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with some pretty uh, pretty direct words towards Pete Buttigieg. The Transportation Secretary says he needs to be fired. If he had any integrity, he would have already resigned. He also says that Biden's visit to Ukraine instead of East Palestine is a slap in the face to his constituents. And, of course, Bill Johnson represents uh, East Palestine. What a mess that is. What a mess. All right, uh, we're going to take your calls on this, 844-747-8868. Does the United States need to be involved in this war between Ukraine and Russia? Give us a call on that. I want to go to the phones real quick, though. Martin's been holding on for a while, listening to us on the Nevada Talk Network, and wanted to weigh in on this story. We were talking with Robin Poffman in the last hour about these drag racers, street racers in Austin that clashed with police over the weekend. Martin, thanks for holding on. Um, appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Todd. Uh, I think you got it all wrong. These are not dragsters. These are people that used to cruise, and they did it in Reno, and I'll tell you a story. Back in the 70s, I was walking down Virginia Street, which is the main drag in Reno, and the tourists are walking, too. Uh, they cruised on uh, every night, almost, during the summer. These are Mustangs, uh, Impalas, you name it. Back in the 70s, they had every nice car you could think of. 
There were no lowriders because there were few Mexicans in those days uh, running around in lowriders. So that's what you have probably in Austin. I'm not sure about that, but I, I would suspect that. Uh, those are the ones that go up and down, and they're like a toy, you know, with an engine. Uh, the point is that uh, 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 Virginia Street was uh, loaded with these cars. They're cruising. But one night, the cops decided they didn't like cruising. And this is where the police get off. They, uh, they you know, they, they want it. sometimes they want to uh, regulate something. Well, regulating that was not the, wrong, the right move. In any case, they clashed with this, uh, these, uh, these guys that were cruising down Virginia Street. And we're talking about a serious issue here. The cop I saw was bloody. He was a captain in the Reno Police Force. He was bloody. He was bleeding. You get involved with people that are doing what they think is legal, which it was. They were cruising down Virginia Street. But you get into it with the police, and then you have a fight. And this is what happened in Austin. You don't do that if you're trying to... Uh, uh, you know, to mitigate a situation. Wait a second. Well, Martin, you got hun- no, you got hundreds of these street racers in the street. They're not ra- Ca- no, Todd, they're not street racers. Martin, all right. So, Martin, well, hold on. Martin, sh- Martin, be quiet. Be quiet and let me speak here. Now, I'm telling you, they were street racers. We have the actual video so you can see it for yourself. There were hundreds of people clashing with police. It's not right. I don't care if you want to call them street racers or drag racers. That's exactly what was going on. I can see it with my own eyes, sir. So please don't tell me what I am and am not seeing. Thank you for the call. 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. A bit of breaking news in, involving James O'Keefe, the founder of Project Veritas. He had been put on leave a couple of weeks ago, and the allegations were sort of weird. I They, they say he was, a, um, he was basically a jerk. He demanded perfection from his staff that um, he made he wanted them to do their jobs and then he apparently ate a a sandwich that belonged to a pregnant staffer i <laughs> i hope it was a good sandwich the um so anyway they put him on leave there there was some sort of huge controversy and now we're getting where james o'keefe has officially resigned from project veritas this is the conservative group that he founded One American News came out of the gate first with the story. They say that O'Keefe read his resignation letter to his former team and board members at HQ there in New York. And it looks like James O'Keefe is going to be going out on his own. Look, there were, and we documented this um, a couple of weeks ago, but there were, look, uh, James O'Keefe has a reputation for not being a very pleasant person, but he's good at his job. And that's the way it is with a lot of very famous, well-known people. They are famous and they're very successful because they demand excellence. But unfortunately, and I, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb here, and I suspect that a lot of this may be generational. 
because, you know, when I was growing up, in the, and especially in the journalism business, I mean, if you made a mistake, there was somebody in your face screaming at you using words you had to look up in a dictionary, and that's just the way it was. And so what did you do? Well, you didn't go run and cry in the bathroom or go complain to HR. You just did your job better. But now, if you if if you frown, it'll trigger one of the Gen Zers. I it just that's just the way it is, and you got to deal with it. But I don't necessarily have a problem with O'Keefe demanding excellence from his staff. I do not have a problem with that. That doesn't mean you have to be a jerk all the time. But look, Project Veritas has a reputation in the conservative world as being jerks. I it, that's just the way it is. So anyway, we'll see how things go. I do not suspect Project Veritas is going to last long because he really was Project Veritas. I mean, let's just, you know, let's get real. All right, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, Don Lemon is in hot water, and he may not survive this, so Lemon talked about women uh, reaching their prime in their 20s. And um, anyway, it caused all sorts of a big kerfuffle. So he has been on vacation, and he is still on vacation. And the word is he may not be coming back from vacation. So this may be it for Don Lemon. I know this is hard to believe, but they say he's very difficult to work with. Maybe Lemon could get a job over at Fox News Channel. I mean, there might be an opening over there. I don't know. But anyway, Don Lemon still on. They're not saying he was suspended, but he's just taken some time off to to reflect. We're going to play some Don Lemon audio a little bit later on. I There's only one time in my life that I actually agreed with Don Lemon, and it was a very long time ago. We're going to play this audio for you, so you'll be able to. Um, it, it just makes a lot of sense. I mean, it really does. It makes a whole lot of sense. Hey, folks, we're getting ready for our big trip to Israel coming up in November, and we want you to join us. We want you to stand with Israel. We're taking a 100 of our listeners to the Holy Land. It's going to be a wonderful seven-day, seven-night trip, and we want you to be a part of it. All you have to do is go to toddstarns.com and click on our link at the top of the page. You'll see it right there and all the information. We have an itinerary, so you'll be able to see the places you're going to go. Uh, it is going to be a wonderful trip. Now, some of you say, do I have to pay the whole amount up front? No, you do not. As a matter of fact, for this month only, if you sign up for our payment plan, we're going to include you in a special private breakfast in Tel Aviv, and you're going to be getting an exclusive Todd Starn Show jacket. It's really a, a wonderful jacket. So again, go to ToddSterns.com, and all the information on our Stand with Israel trip is there. You can also call Dylan, and he'll be happy to get your intel as well. 844-747-8868 is the number. Again, 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, for you folks in uh, Rhode Island. 
causing some eyebrows to be raised, triggering people across the fruited plain. MTG says that basically we need a secession. So the <laughs> no, I'm not making this up. The headline on Mediaite, Marjorie Taylor Greene roundly condemned after calling for a national divorce on Twitter. Hashtag the Sedition Caucus. Uh, here, So here's what MTG wrote. And I don't – do I know that she's ser- – I don't know if she's serious or not. I, she said, we need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. From the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous America last policies. She goes on to say, sorry, I've got to click on my computer's acting a little nutty right now. But anyway, she goes on to say that, um, that we need to call it a day and split up. What say you, ladies and gentlemen? Do you agree with MTG that we need some sort of a national divorce? 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. So there you go. Speaking of America last, I think that's that sums up what we're seeing happening in Ukraine right now. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line from the 1st Congressional District in Maryland, Congressman Andy Harris. Hey, Congressman, how are you today? Hi, good afternoon. Uh, so, so, Congressman, uh, any reaction there to MTG's uh, call for a national divorce? Look, I think she may have something there. I mean, the bottom line is if the red states separated from the blue states, the red states would economically flourish. The blue states would uh, have the same fate as the socialist countries of Europe. And uh, maybe it's time to talk about something like that, because I, I got to tell you, uh, this country is divided, and uh, the uh, the blue states, are doing things that are just going to ruin the country. You know, it's interesting you say that because they're, the blue states, by and large, it's not that they want to just get along or we can agree to disagree. It's their way or the highway. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. I mean, you know, they can't have you, for instance, uh, you know, banning uh, late-term abortions. Uh, they want to celebrate it everywhere, and they want to force it in your state. Uh, you know, that, that's the bottom line. I mean, again, the, the liberals and the socialists are out of control, and uh, maybe that's what it's going to take. Well, it is interesting that, you know, again, a sitting member of Congress is raising the issue, but, you know, we've all kind of been talking about it, and uh, maybe it's, you know, it's worth having a conversation about. A congressman, but, but back to this America last policy, uh, you look at Joe Biden, refuses to go to East Palestine, Ohio, where the people are suffering, and instead he's going to Ukraine on President's Day. Yeah, he's probably scared to go to East Palestine because the air and water aren't safe over there. I mean, the Secret <laughs> Service probably advised them, don't do it. That's a fair point. But there, we have some audio of, of the president, and he's talking about how, well, we've got we've to do more for Ukraine. It's not enough that we've given them billions and billions of dollars. Now we've got to pay for their pensions. Cut number eight. And to deliver much-needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war, and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. It's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. 
So, Congressman, have they become our 51st state and, and you guys just forgot to tell us about it? state because we don't we don't uh, we don't uh, support uh, controlling a border and obviously the president supports controlling a border in ukraine but not in the united states so i I don't think they qualify for statehood under the biden policies but the idea that we're going to be paying for social services while you actually have members of our military that cannot make ends meet they're having to go on welfare feeding their kids with government cheese. It's just appalling to me that we're not taking care of our own. Meanwhile, we're giving billions of our tax dollars to the Ukrainians. Well, it's worse than just giving it to them. We're, we're actually not a, having them accountable for it. Uh, the bottom line, just now, just recently, last week, now uh, the administration says, well, maybe we'll start looking at you know where, the, where all those dollars are going. But the fact of the matter is, you know, this administration wants to protect Ukraine's border. They don't want to protect our southern border. You know, tens of thousands of people dying from fentanyl coming across our southern border. And this and this president, instead of visiting our border, is visiting Ukraine. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Congressman Andy Harris from Maryland, also a member of the House Freedom Caucus, a congressman over the weekend, yet another unconfirmed report of a large white balloon hovering northeast of Hawaii. Uh, are you guys satisfied that you got all the answers to your questions regarding what's been flying up there in the skies? Oh, no, we haven't because we know we haven't because the administration is now shooting down things. They don't even know what they are. Uh, you know, the the, the last uh, two items, I guess, they shot down. They're, they've given up on looking for them. They have no idea what they are. And, uh, you know, it, it's a little concerning because I think it, that was in response to their very belated shooting down of the Chinese spy balloon. And now they're just, you know, going to shoot down everything, I guess, uh, whether or not it has anything to do with the Chinese or spying or not. Uh, look, this administration is just feckless. They have no idea how to conduct foreign policy. Uh, they look weak to our enemies, and uh, they're, they're just going to continue to do that and make it a much more dangerous world that way. All right. Well, Congressman, we will leave it there. We appreciate your great work up on Capitol Hill, and uh, we look forward to having you back on soon. Thanks, Todd. Congressman Andy Harris from Maryland's 1st Congressional District on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. So what do you think about this idea that, by the way, Congressman Harris said he thinks this is a good idea, that we need a national divorce. Is it time Is it time to break up the union? That's what MTG says. Quote, we need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. From the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous America last policies, we are done. Do you agree or disagree with MTG? 844-747-8868. Let's go to Nashville. David on the line. David, what say you? Uh, Hey, Todd. I appreciate everything you're doing. Just a quick comment. Uh, MTG's being labeled a traitor uh, from the left, but uh, if you'll do a deep dive into Cal Exit, California in 2016 and 2020 was exploring a, uh, a secession from the union. So, um, you know, it's uh, a little bit hypocritical. That's all I got to say. Well, you know, David, it's not just, I think, California. it wasn't just California. Texas uh, has talked right. about this for a very long time now. And, and for me, that's the bellwether. If Texas really gets serious about wanting to pull out and go back to being the Republic of Texas again, 
I think at that point, you would have a number of neighboring states, especially in the South, join Texas in that effort. Yeah, bring it on if it's good. I, look, I'm with you on this. I, and and I, I, we're getting to a point now, David, where you th- our First Amendment rights are literally under attack. And so at that point, you wonder, okay, this may be a breach that cannot be repaired. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Good right. work, man. David, appreciate the call. Thanks for thanks for listening. Hope everything's well in Nash Vegas. Uh, let's go to Keith in North Carolina. Wants to weigh in on Don Lemon. Hey, Keith, what's going on? Well, we're suffering a beautiful day here. I don't know about you guys there in, in Tennessee. Oh, it's very nice here. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad because I've got friends that live just a few miles from you, in Northeast Arkansas. Good part of the country. Huh? Good part of the country, Keith. It is. It's some of the greatest cotton ground in the world. But the reason that I called is quite simple. Unless I'm mistaken, and I know that I'm not, Don Lemon is uh, engaged to a dude. That means a man. Well, in my my (laughs) world, it means a man. Yes. Now, how (laughs) how is it that Don Lemon has any idea about when a woman becomes into her prime or not. <laughs> That's a rhetorical question. You don't have to respond. Thank, thank you. God bless you, Keith. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Have a good you know, day. Well, you know, Keith, it's interesting because you're right. Uh, he does bat for the other team, as they say. And um, I, I, part of me felt bad for, for Don Lemon because he waded into – it was just like I think he was almost goaded into going down this path. Um, but you're right. He doesn't. He doesn't know the ladies. He's not a ladies' man, and so maybe he just didn't know there are some things that you cannot say about a woman, or even ask about a woman. It's dangerous ground. If you're if you want to stay married, <laughs> you, you, you best tread lightly. Sometimes you just say yes and move on. That's a, that's all you can do. That's all you can do, Keith. That's all you can do. Again, happy wife, happy life. Yes, sir. Have a great Keith, day. Keith, all right. You too now. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. And again, we're going to take a break here, but I do. I am curious to hear your thoughts on MTG. She's serious about this. We just asked Congressman Andy Harris about this national divorce. Do we break up the union? It, do we, Or do you see us, is there a way for us to salvage the, the union? And I will say this, it's not so much blue state, red state, it's blue counties, red counties, because an overwhelming number of the counties in this nation are red. I mean, you're looking at the blue counties, those are mostly large metropolitan areas. So by and large, the country's conservative. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, so today, just to recap, Biden, standing on Ukrainian soil, said that he's going to give the Ukrainians a half a billion dollars more of our cash, and they're going to use that for their public schools over there. They're going to use it to beef up the pension plans of Ukrainian workers. Meanwhile, American workers are suffering. American workers are out of jobs. 
As MTG said, we don't pay taxes to fund foreign countries' wars who aren't even NATO allies. We aren't sending our sons and daughters to die for foreign borders and foreign democracy. America is broke. Criminals and cartels reign. And you're a fool, talking about Biden. So she says either impeach Biden or give us a national divorce. So there you have it, folks. National divorce now trending on social media. I mean, is it, can the damage, you know, and the breach, can the breach be repaired? I mean, that's really the big question. There's no doubt about it. And the problem is the only side willing to compromise or at least come to the table and have a conversation is the conservative side, but there's really nothing else to compromise. We have compromised ourselves to a point of of no return. I mean, what is the compromise? We're going to surrender religious liberty. We're going to surrender free speech. We're going to surrender the Second Amendment. They're going to, we're going to let him take away our guns. Is, is that really where we're at now? Because there's really nothing else for the conservatives to give up on. Let's go to the phone lines, 844-747-8868. Collierville, Tennessee. Chris, hanging out with us on our flagship station, the mighty KWAM. Chris, what's on your mind? Yes, Mr. Starnes, thank you for taking my call. As I was telling Dylan, uh, I'm all for it because if you look at the federal government, uh, it, it is the most dysfunctional at this point. Um, look at them throwing money around, you know, as you were talking about going to Ukraine. They won't even take care of Palestine, Ohio, but we can take care of Ukraine. Uh, the last numbers that I heard is somewhat a little bit over 30 million people are employed by the federal government. Uh, that would be federal employees as well as contractors and whatnot. And they have become the biggest uh employer in the United States of America, which has made them abusive. And as I was telling Dylan, you know, you look at all the great, all the money that the state of Tennessee generates for this country. And yet, you know, our money is going to support New York, California, places like that. We don't get, we don't basically in Tennessee, we live with taxation without representation and the federal government is dysfunctional. It is abusive. It is bloated. It is wasteful. And when you've got that going on, it's time to do something about it. I mean, I've, I really I really would not mind if all of the states got together. We need the convention of states first. But uh, are you going to get Congress to actually go along with that? I don't think so. And so if that's what it takes is to break away from the federal government, it's, it, it is no longer functioning the way that it was meant to function and as you said stripping our rights and things like that it's time it's time for the big divorce and i'm just glad that finally congress people are actually talking about it because i think everyone's sick of it and something needs to be done so i'm all for it you know that it, it, it people have been talking about it for for a long time now and and i'm just wondering where do you how do you fix it? Because the left, their philosophy is it's our way or the highway, and they literally want to take away our rights and freedoms. They they have been fighting for that. Uh, we've got some audio of a of a school teacher. Where it? You know what? We'll, we may have time to play that. We are no. We will play it in the next hour. But Chris, there's actually a school teacher who said that we need to be vetting parents. Who are these parents to say they know better how to raise their child? 
this is happening in real time in America right now. And Chris, I yes, think sir. a lot of people are sick of it. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the, the federal government, uh, how, how am I going to, how, how would I say it? It's almost like being in a bad relationship. You know, you've got a spouse, you've got one spouse who wants to do things the right way, budget for the household and everything like that. And you've got the other spouse that's going, hey, I tell you what, let's buy this. Let's buy this. Let, we, we don't need that. We don't need that. Okay, well, we're going to buy it anyways. Or it's like having a spouse who is on drugs and throwing away all the money. And personally, I think that this federal government has a spending addiction that has run this country into the ground. It is, it's a bad, it's a bad relationship. And yes, I think divorce is the correct word to use. Chris, we, we've got about 30 seconds. I know you live in the Memphis area. What, what's your reaction to the, to the, the lack of attention and concern about this police officer who was killed in the line of duty? Absolutely disgusting. I think it's absolutely disgusting. Uh, like you said, uh, the fact that the, police chief has not even come out and made a comment um you're supposed to be the leader of the police force and yet you don't come out in support of good policing and by defending an officer who was simply just trying to do his job and and break up a situation where a guy who had no business on the streets as you said arrested 32 times what in the world is he doing on the street and yet like you said Nothing from the mayor, nothing from the city council, nothing from the county commission, nothing from anybody. And it's absolutely disgusting that this good man lost his life over some idiot. And and nobody's yep. nobody's making they're not saying anything about no, it. No, they're not. I mean, and and Chris, we got to we're going to have to leave it there because we are running late for a break. I right, thanks for the call. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to help us, we're raising money for the family of this police officer. You can do it one of two ways. Go to kwamradio.com, and you'll see the information there, or it's on our live show blog at toddstarns.com. We'll be right back. Hour three coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello America, happy President's Day. By the way, a little bit later on we'll do some President's Day trivia for you, a chance to win a, a copy of one of my latest books. So we'll do that a little bit later this hour. We'll also be taking your calls, 844-747-8868. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, where I'm always glad to have Congressman Greg Stubbe drop by from the 17th Congressional District over in Florida, also on the House Judiciary uh, Committee, uh, one, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, Congressman, uh, just how are you doing? I know you took that big fall last month. Uh, how are you? How are you on the road to recovery? I'm doing much better. Um, my head is completely clear. The um, ligaments in my neck are pretty much healed. It's just some soreness there. Uh, the doctors are going to give me a clear to fly uh, early March because I still have clotting in my lungs, which is why I haven't been able to go to D.C. because I can't physically get on a plane. And then I've got uh, March 1st is a big x-ray on my hip that I cracked. And if that bone has healed, then I can start getting weight bearing again. You know, now I feel good, but I can't 
put any weight on my right side, so I'm bound to crutches or a wheelchair. So now I'm just frustrated because, you know, you can't physically do anything. you got to rely on people to carry your book for you and your drink and everything else. But uh, other than that, well on the way to recovery. Looking forward to March 1st, getting a good uh, x-ray on the pelvis bone. And then I should be – the plan right now is to be in D.C. the week of the 22nd, which is um, the second week of D.C. week up there in, in Washington. So – Looking forward to getting back to work. Well, you got a lot of people out there across the country praying for you, and we're just glad you're on the on the mend there. And uh, looking forward to getting you back up on Capitol Hill. Well, and those prayers have been uh, just a, a huge blessing to me. I don't think I would physically be where I am. Uh, not it would take me a long time to explain like what happened, but God's hand was all over it. I don't think I would physically be here today. Uh, if it wasn't for the Lord and his blessings and his grace and all of those prayers have uh, been very well taken, and I appreciate that. All right. Well, Congressman, you just uh, take it easy and do what the doctors tell you, and uh, they'll uh, get you back lickety-split. I, I want to start out, uh, speaking of faith, uh, you have been at the forefront of this this effort to uh, demand answers from the FBI and their targeting of Catholics in America. What's going on? Yeah, you know, there was this memo leaked out by um, a memo that we obtained, I think it was a whistleblower that leaked the actual memo, where they're targeting people of faith. And we have a completely politicized Justice Department, FBI, intelligence system. I mean, dating back to them surveilling on the Trump campaign and all the Russia, Russia collusion hoax that uh, came to our country for years, the mainstream media lied to the American people, Democrats lied to the American people, and they had no evidence of that going on. So we have corruption at the highest levels of our government, and it is time for us, now that we have the majority, to start investigating this. And this is just another piece of this, and it just goes to show you the less hostility towards faith and the less less hostility towards uh, Christians because they don't agree that the, the beliefs that we have on life and that we shouldn't have uh, abortions willy-nilly. They don't believe all these things. So the easiest thing to do is to designate us as terrorists and to investigate us and try to bully us and try to um, control our speech. And that's exactly what's, what's going on. That's what the memo revealed. And I think uh, I look forward to Jim Jordan. I'm on the Select Committee on Weaponization, the DOJ and the FBI, and this is absolutely something that we will be looking at. You know, it reminded me of a story I covered back when I was at Fox News uh, during the Obama years. And they sent out a memorandum to military officers uh, telling them to watch out for anyone under their command uh, that might be supporters of the Family Research Council and a lot of these conservative religious organizations, evangelical groups, um, the, uh, the the going after Billy Graham and, and his organization. Uh, they, they left the Catholics alone that time, but it just reminds me now uh, this is the same kind of targeting that happened during the Obama years. Yeah, we're in a spiritual battle, and, and the other side wants to take out anything they can, and if they can try to bully you and make you feel like you can't be outgoing with your faith or your positions on issues and try to brainwash you into that this is the way that America should be, and it's not. Uh, the majority of America is Christian. The majority of Americans don't believe that you should be able to euthanize a child on its birthday. Um, there's a lot of beliefs inherently that Americans have, and they want to try to tamp that down wherever they can control that, and they know that they can use the weapons of the Intelligence Bureau, the FBI, to basically bully and scare people into doing what they want them to do, from 
coming at their pastors. You know, for IRS was going after conservative and religious organizations. Um, Trump was able to change some of the rules to allow pastors to actually say, I am pastor such and such, and I support Greg Stubbe because he believes what I believe. Uh, before, uh, Obama's IRS would try to take their um, not-for-profit status away. So they use any tool that they can to try to bully and, and thwart your speech and your positions on things. But the more and more that we bring these type of issues before the American people, the majority of Americans don't think that this is right. The majority of Americans don't think that the FBI should be targeting people of faith simply because of what they believe. That is not American. It's completely un-American. And using the government to accomplish those purposes uh, makes people very angry. So I think the very least the House has a duty to the American people to bring all this information before them so that in 2024 they can make that decision uh, who's the best to lead our country. Well, I, I'm glad that you guys are doing that. And when we got word that they were staging raids on the homes of these Catholic pro-life leaders, uh, that was uh, that was the moment for me. When you know, I'm, and so I'm so glad that you guys are are, are taking care of business up there, uh, Congressman. I also want to bring your attention to the surprise visit that Biden made to Ukraine. And we just had Congressman Bill Johnson, who actually represents East Palestine, Ohio. He said this is really a slap in the face. The president won't go to East Palestine, but he'll hop on Air Force One and head over to Ukraine. Yeah, it's very telling, isn't it? Uh, America last, Ukraine first in the Biden administration. You have Americans who are suffering Uh, And you have the ability from this administration to help them through FEMA, to help them through the Department of Transportation, to deal with the issues that the the Ohioans are dealing with in East Palestine. And he flies to Ukraine to give them another $500 million of our taxpayer dollars to bring it up to over $110 billion that we have given to Ukraine for this endless war against Russia. And uh, that's more than the annual budget of Florida. So to run the government of Florida, the transportation, all of that in Florida at the state level, uh, it's more, it's, it's right at that same level, the amount of money that we've given to Ukraine. So it shows the priorities of this administration. They don't care about the southern border. They don't care about the safety and security of the American people. They don't care about our number one adversaries taking surveillance balloons over our country. They care more about going to Ukraine and giving them more money than uh, helping people who are in serious need right there in East Palestine. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Uh, We really appreciate your great work, and all the best to you as you recover. And again, I know our audience, among millions of others that are praying for a speedy recovery. Well, I thank you very much for those prayers. God bless. All right, Congressman Greg Stubbe, everybody, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, When we return, we're going to be getting to your calls. Uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene calling for a national divorce. She says not a civil war, but she says the red states and the blue states need to go their separate ways. Do you agree or disagree? 844-747-8868. I have to tell you about an update regarding the censorship of Newsmax by AT&T and DirecTV. DirecTV continues to carry 22 liberal news channels, but they just canceled Newsmax. One American News, gone. Two conservative channels DirecTV has removed in a single year. And Newsmax is the fourth highest rated cable news channel, with great hosts like Greg Kelly and Chris Salcedo, Mike Huckabee. Now millions of DirecTV subscribers cannot watch. Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Mike Huckabee, all standing with Newsmax and for free speech. And that's why we want you to call DirecTV now 
and tell them you want Newsmax back on the air. You can do that by calling 877-NEWSMAX. That's 877-NEWSMAX, and we will connect you to DirecTV. Now, if you support free speech, you can call 877-NEWSMAX. We'll tell you how you can help. Dr. Ben Carson says our freedoms are in danger, and you've got to make your voice heard, so call 877-NEWSMAX today. Get to the phones. To the phones we go. 844-747-8868. North Carolina Vicky on the line from WHKP in Hendersonville. Hi, Vicky. What's on your mind? Hi, Todd. Uh, nice to speak with you. I'm calling uh, regarding uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's yes. uh, opinion on the state. I agree wholeheartedly. Um I don't think it would mean that we can't function as a country on the whole. Uh, it would just mean that, it, you know, if you're a Republican, you live in certain states. If you're a Democrat, you live in certain states. And you can't go and live and vote in the opposite state. So like so your else. thought is, so in other words, it would it would basically, the, the country would stay stay in the whole, but you would just, Republicans would only be able to live in certain areas and Democrats in the others. Correct, yeah. And uh, if you want to send your kids to college, you can only send them to college in the Republican state and vice versa. I see. That and and business-wise, you, you know, we can buy, sell, trade, commerce between the states, all that stuff. But if you, whatever state you live in, you're either a Republican or a Democrat, and for whatever elections there are for House of Representatives or, or local elections or whatever, you have two or three Republicans to choose from to, to vote for, but no Democrats. And the same thing in the other, in the Democrat states; they would only have Democrats running for office. I think it would work out well. Vicky, we're going to see what other folks have to say about your recommendation here. Um, we'll put okay. it. We're going to put it out there, and uh, it's because everybody's been talking about it. I mean, it's not like this is MTG said what she said in some sort of a vacuum. Uh, this is what people are talking about around the um, the grocery stores and the coffee shops. You know, I think people are really sick and tired of these progressive leftists telling us what we can and cannot do with our lives. Just like uh, the Supreme Court threw back abortion to the state. There's other things to throw it back to the states. Let them make their decisions. There you go. All right, Vicki, appreciate that call, and thanks for the idea there. All right, folks, you heard Vicki. She says it's a good idea to just keep the country together, just have the Republicans live in hopefully the good states, and uh, then we'll put all the, um, what, Rhode Island? Where do we put all the Democrats? We'll leave them in New York City. 844-747-8868 our telephone number. So there was a teacher, and uh, she teaches special ed, and they've been having a big go of it uh, in this school district over whether or not parents have a right to decide what their kids uh, can be exposed to in the classroom. And specifically, uh, this dealt with uh, books and lessons that were considered lewd or of sexual, some sort of a sexual nature. And the teacher made a rather shocking, shocking 
announcement. Let's take a listen. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? Are we allowing the parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? I think that it's a mistake. I'm just speaking from the heart. Um, The one line that I love is, uh, we must remember that the purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want their children to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. We I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? Are we allowing the parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? I think that it's a mistake. I'm just speaking from the heart. Um, The one line that I love is, uh, we must remember that the purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want their children to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. And just so I just wanted to make sure you heard that. All right. So this this is shocking. And I appreciate this woman. Her name is Alicia Messing. And she's messing around with your children. Hands off the children, madam. These teachers believe they know best. They believe that the government knows how to raise your child better than you do. So this is a big debate raging right now in Arizona over who's responsible for educating the children. Is it mom and dad, or is it the public school? So there is some legislation that lawmakers are considering, and this legislation would give moms and dads a greater say over what their kids are exposed to in the classroom. And based on what we've all seen on TikTok, I mean, it's a mess out there. You, you have no idea what's teaching your kid. So anyway, this bill would cover issues like sex and gender, gender fluidity, the, prefer, the preferred pronoun crowd, and there are many teachers out there who don't want parents involved in any of this. As a matter of fact, there are some school districts where a parent is not allowed to know if their child is transgender. You send little Larry to school and, you know, he turns into Loretta when he gets to the classroom. And mom and dad, they don't know anything about it. But what I found fascinating is that Miss Messing claims that what makes her better than the parents is the fact that she has two advanced degrees. And that makes her smarter. And now she wants to know, what are the qualifications of mommy and daddy? Have they been vetting the backgrounds of mommy and daddy? I mean, these are the, this is what the woman asked. So she seems to think that parents don't have a right to parent. And this goes back to Barack Hussein Obama and Mother Obama, Michelle, this idea that government knows best. I'm telling you, folks, the government, they're coming for your kids. You better, you better wise up here, get your kids out of these taxpayer-funded public schools and get them into a good private school or home school. Because I'm not sure, I, I'm just not sure that you're going to be able to stay on top of this kind of stuff. Crazy. But I appreciate, but again, I appreciate Miss Messing actually coming out and admitting 
that they're coming for the children. And we've had these conversations. Go back to the, the, the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. We're coming for your kids, America. And they, they sang it in four-part harmony. They actually sang. For your They're coming for the children. I'm telling you. That's 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, we talked about AT&T and DirecTV and their censorship. Best way to, best way to fight back Cancel your subscription right now and sign up for PatriotMobile.com. Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative Christian wireless carrier. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. And by the way, use my promo code. They're going to give you incredible discounts, free premier activation. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Let's fight back against the cancel culture mob. We'll be right back, America. Folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. So happy to have you here today. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. Let's go to the phones from Maryland. Victor on the line. Victor, what's uh, going on today? I'll tell you one thing that's got me scared to death, Todd, and that is Biden is planning to sign an agreement, which means that the World Health Organization will take over our health uh, situations. They will decide if we have another pandemic. They will decide if we have to wear masks again. They will decide everything. And if they want to use climate change as a health crisis, they can do that as well. This has got to be stopped. The signing is supposed to be a week from today. It's not going to be a treaty because Biden's going to go around the Senate for that. He's just going to sign the agreement. The United Nations is going to vote on it next Monday, the 27th. Well, look, I yes, um, Biden and the Democrats, they do want to give up American sovereignty, our national sovereignty. There, there's no doubt about that. I'm not sure that the Republicans in, con- in, in Congress, and especially on the House side, are going to let them get away with something like that. I hope you're right, Todd, but I wouldn't put anything past them. They've been wanting to do this for I don't know how long. Yeah, this has been going on for for a long time. I, I don't have the timetable in front of me. But they again, this goes back to Barack Obama wanting to surrender to abdicate our sovereignty to the United Nations. I mean, that's ultimately the, the goal here is to put us under the United Nations. Exactly. And... Um, I live in a state where uh, the only congressman that will even listen to me is Andy Harris on the eastern shore. Everybody else is a Democrat, and they're going to side with the Biden administration. No doubt about that. Victor, appreciate that call. Let's go to Steve in Arkansas. Steve, what say you? Uh, I've got a question on this national divorce thing, Todd, For see what your opinion is. Uh, who is going to get custody of the money printing machine? <laughs> that's a, well, that's because, a good question. 
I haven't seen any evidence that either party can make it without it. Uh. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's a. It depends on where those lines are drawn. I'm trying to, and, and I'm trying to tally up the blue states that are. I think Kentucky we've got. So we've got Fort Knox. Um, good question. I don't know, Steve. Oh, all, all kidding aside, Todd. I think. If two things could happen in this country, it would make a world of difference, and most of this stuff would work out. If we could get a fair elections and we could get a Justice Department that would follow the existing Constitution and laws that are on the books non-biasedly, most of this stuff would work itself out. Yeah, it would, but but Steve, I, I just don't see that happening. And again, this is why Donald Trump was so effective and why they had to get rid of him is because he yeah. was cleaning out all of that all of that rot, cleaning out all of the the infestation of these progressives and radicals. And and, and again, we're live we're really living in a country that is being run by a shadow government, right? You really think Joe Biden's calling the shots up in up in Washington D.C.? No, of course not. No, no. All and right. It's good, uh, good to talk to you, Tom. Steve, appreciate that call. Thank you. And uh, always clever, Steve, is. So I told you that there was a moment in time that I agreed with Don Lemon. And this is that moment. This is a fascinating piece of audio we're going to play for you. This is years ago. All right, just to show you how far things have gone to the left. This is a black man on national television explaining how to fix what's wrong with the black community. Because black people, if you really want to fix the problem, here's just five things that you should think about doing. Here's number five. And if, if, if this doesn't apply to you, if you're not doing this, then it doesn't apply to you. I'm not talking about you. Here's number five. Pull up your pants. Walking around with your ass and your underwear showing is not okay. In fact, it comes from prison when they take away belts from the prisoner so that they can't make a weapon. And then it evolved into which role a prisoner would have during male-on-male prison sex. The one with the really low pants is a submissive one. You get my point? Number four now is the N-word. By promoting the use of that word when it's not germane to the conversation, have you ever considered that you may just be perpetuating the stereotype the master intended, acting like Now number three, respect where you live. Start small by not dropping trash, littering in your own communities. I've lived in several predominantly white neighborhoods in my life. I rarely, if ever, witness people littering. I live in Harlem now. It's an historically black neighborhood. Every single day I see adults and children dropping their trash on the ground when a garbage can is just feet away. Just being honest here. Number two, finish school. You want to break the cycle of poverty? Stop telling kids they're acting white because they go to school or they speak proper English. A high school dropout makes on average $19,000 a year. A high, a high school graduate makes $28,000 a year. A college graduate makes $51,000 a year. Over the course of a career, a college grad will make nearly a million dollars more than a high school graduate. That's a lot of money. And number one, and probably the most important, just because you can have a baby, it doesn't mean you should, especially without planning for one or getting married first. More than 72% of children in the African-American community are born out of wedlock. That means absent fathers. 
And the studies show that lack of a male role model is an express train right to prison. And the cycle continues. Now, if Don Lemon were to come out and say this on CNN tomorrow morning, which he probably won't because he's still suspended, but if Don Lemon were to come out on national television and say what he said, he would be thrown off the air and he would be accused of being an Uncle Tom. But there was a time when Don Lemon made sense. I mean, don't agree with pretty much 99% of what the guy says, but there is an issue in America. And the issue is people don't want to talk about the real causes of problems in some of these large minority cities. Look at what's happening in Memphis, Tennessee. Nobody wants to talk about the root problem. I'm telling you, if they actually applied those five principles to what's happening in Memphis, I think you would clear up a lot of the a lot of the issues. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that this really isn't an issue of bad policing in Memphis that it really is a matter of black-on-black crime. The number of blacks who have been killed, gunned down in the street, black business owners robbed, black women assaulted, nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about getting justice for the victims of crimes. They, they don't want to do that. And I was I don't know why the algorithms do this, But I was, um, for some reason, I'm getting Family Guy clips on my Instagram feed now. I have no idea why. But there was actually an episode of Family Guy where they addressed how the media, how the activists, how they handle black-on-black crime. Cut seven. Wait a minute. Peter didn't shoot my son. I did. (gasps) Peter was just taking the blame for me. He's a good friend. Uh, Mr. Brown, what exactly are you saying? I'm saying that I, Cleveland Brown, a black man, shot Cleveland Brown Jr., another black man. Wait, where where did everybody go? You want to make the media go away? Just mention black-on-black crime. (laughs) Thank you, Cleveland Brown. It's true. It's true. So anyway, look, people ask me, Todd, why do you talk about this kind of stuff? Because it's controversial. Well, no, it is controversial, but we got to talk about it. I mean, somebody's got to talk about it. If A lot of people are just afraid to talk about this. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I mean, we got to fix the problem here. And unfortunately, you got a lot of families out there that do not have a mom and a dad, and the parents are not raising the kids. And this is, this is a, if you go to, if you go to cities, and this is not – look, if you go to a city that is, has a majority white population, you're going to find the same thing happening. You're going to have a lot of moms that are single and they can't raise their kids and you got a lot, a lot of white hellions running around out there. So this really is ultimately not a race issue. This is a parenting issue, a mommy and a daddy parenting issue. But Don Lemon is right about this about picking up trash. And I want to illustrate this point. I just think this is a brilliant point. So when I was working at Fox News, I lived north of the city for the first six months I was in in New York City. And so I would, you know, I was trying to get some exercise. So I would walk from Midtown Manhattan up to the Harlem train stop, which was at 114th Street. So it's a good little, it's a good little hike up there. Now in New York City, they have a rule. In New York City, you are not allowed to let your dog do its business on the sidewalk. You've got to clean it up, 
right? So you've got all these New Yorkers walking around with these little metrosexual purse dogs, and they've got Ziploc bags where they put the dog's refuse. Absolutely disgusting. But look, they got a dog, and those are the rules. So for the first, so Harlem starts at about, I believe, 110th Street, right? So from Midtown Manhattan all the way to 110th Street, you've got you've got all these people with their dogs, and the dogs are doing their business, and they got the little pooper scoopers, and they're cleaning up after little Trixie or Fido or whatever. By the time you get to Harlem, the sidewalks are covered in dog poop. It's like walking through a minefield. To Don Lemon's point, because Don Lemon mentioned that in his in his remarks. And I always just sort of chuckled because you're thinking, okay, so what level of oppression is there that you don't have the you don't have the wherewithal to pick up and clean up after your dog? How is that possible? But it is what it is. That being said, got problems in this country. The solution, fix what's broken in the home. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Do you agree with Don Lemon? We'll be right back. All right, ToddStearns.com, folks. Head over there now. Get information on our big Stand with Israel journey coming up in November. It's going to be great. Seven days, seven nights in Israel. ToddStearns.com for all the details. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Will in North Carolina wants to weigh in on Don Lemon. Hey, Will, what's up? Hey, Todd, how are you doing today? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think he was actually speaking correctly at that point. Uh, the, the whole theory I've carried for a long time was if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it might be a duck. And now that's just me trying to put it in an appropriate way. But I have been called a racist before, but I also have several black friends that are really good friends. But they don't act like that. And everything that he pointed out in his statement there is 100% true. And and they work very hard to stay away from that stereotype. And, and there's some very pleasant people to be around. Yeah, look, I, I'm with you on that, Will. And, and again, I've, I've been called every name of the book. I, I just don't care anymore. Uh, we've got to speak truth to the culture. And um, same same situation here. Go to a, a pretty diverse church, um, you know, Memphis. And again, it's the the problem in Memphis is people are just terrified to speak out, and especially in the black community where conservatives are, they will come after you. And and we've seen that uh, with Larry Elder, Clarence Thomas, uh, some of those involved in the Blexit movement. Uh, it's it's really tough. Uh, but but I do believe we are reaching a critical uh, a critical point in Memphis where the crime is so it's so off the charts that businesses are literally shutting down and moving out of town, and I just don't think the community will be able to sustain that. You talk about secession. I mean, there could be a situation where you actually have suburban communities. A, a try and and secede to get away from from what's happening in, in the Memphis area. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. All uh, right. Thanks for taking my call. Well, I just wanted to share my views. I'm glad you did. We'll appreciate that, and thank you for thank, thank you for listening. 844-747-8868. Let's go to Phil in Alabama. Hey, Phil, what's going on? Hey, Todd, how are you doing? I'm well, I thank agree you. 100, I agree 100% with Marjorie Taylor Greene's that uh, we need a national divorce. The problem, uh, Todd, is how are we going to implement this? And in my mind, it's all going to be about the money and who supplies that money chain. You meant this up, brought this up a little bit ago, um, you know, because it's the taxes, it's the lobbyists, it, it's all of the deep state that's really preventing, in my mind, this from happening. Do you think, I want to ask you a question, Dad, do you think there are any candidates, presidential candidates or senatorial candidates in the 2024 election that will have the courage to say, you know what, my theme, my major theme is getting rid of the IRS and getting rid of the income tax, because that's where the problem is. Yeah, oh, it, no doubt about that. And and my, might I throw in on, on that pile and, and eliminating the Department of Education? Amen. You get, the, you get somebody on board that would do that, and I don't know, Donald Trump might be the guy, but I, I don't know, Phil, it's... You know what? We'll we're gonna get we're gonna get the candidates on the show. We'll get Nikki Haley and we're gonna Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis. We'll get them on the show, and I promise you, we're gonna ask them those questions. Fantastic! That's what we need. Yeah, no we doubt about it. Good work, Todd. All right, appreciate it, Phil. And uh, you keep things real there in Alabama. My goodness! All right, are there any states we would not want to come with us <laughs> in this effort? Are there? Are, we got to have. You got to have um, Texas, Tennessee. Are there any states where you're like, you know what, you guys are really nice people, but you know, you just no, we don't, we don't want you in the, <laughs> we don't want you at the cool kids table. I don't. Yeah. California, I'm, we love we love you folks in California, but man, is your state messed up? And I I will say this: the beaches along the Gulf Coast are much better. No, I'm serious. They really are. If I, the beaches in California are just, I don't know. The sand is gray, and they all the seaweed and the ocean. And in, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, it's the, the sand looks like sugar, crystals of sugar, Dixie sugar. And then you've got the water, and it's crystal clear blue. I, you know, there's really no reason to, to, to go that far west. I'm, I'm just saying. So anyway, we'll see what happens here. MTG is really stirring up a stink over this, and she's doubling down. I mean big time, doubling down, and says that we need a national divorce. All right, we're going to investigate this tomorrow. We will uh, we'll do a segment on this on tomorrow's show. Also, uh, we're going to be keeping you updated over at toddstarns.com. Lots of information for you there. Caleb Park, our managing editor, great team of writers, and they're providing you news and commentary that you're not going to get anywhere else. Just ToddStearns.com. Here's what you need to do. Download our free podcast. Download our free newsletter. These are great resources for you. Keep you in the know. Make sure you invite your friends. And be sure to tell somebody, hey, check out the Todd Stearns Show, noon to 3 Eastern. All right, folks, got to scoot out of here. Been a great day. You be good, America. America.